games, video 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 games. It's November twenty-eighth, twenty twelve, and it's Halloween. <laughs> is it? This is Idle Thumbs 85. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. And Sean Vanneman is gone today. Forever. Just this episode. We are joined by Kirk Hamilton from Kotaku. Hey, Kirk. Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, it's good. Not bad. Cool. How about you? Oh, I'm pretty good. How's this Halloween going for you? Oh, it's very cool. I got a great costume. Yeah? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. are you dressing up as? I dressed up as um, a uh, character from Skyrim. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Oh, was it customized? Like, were you recognizable? Or yeah, I figured it had been long enough since the game came out that people would be able to recognize me. I have a, mm. you know, I. You I, dressed as your Skyrim character. Yes, yes, as my Dovahkiin. Mm. Yes, I figured people know him by now because he's probably. Yeah, well, pretty, he's pretty famous. Like he saved the he world. He did. All, yeah, he did <laughs> yeah. all those amazing quests know, and like explored sweet. the entire world himself and, yeah. and like. So no, he's, he, everyone's got to know who that yeah, guy is. That's right? what I thought going to the party. Yeah. You believe it or not, though, <laughs> most people didn't Hipsters. know who I was. Yeah, I know. They're all just into like you know anime or whatever, like lame stuff that they're into. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a real letdown. Yeah, that's that's too bad they didn't recognize you. I know it was cool like, though. You know, weird mohawked warrior princess right. costume. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, video games. Oh, yeah. So. Um, nobody connected to Idle Thumbs anymore has any way to play games like Far Cry 3 before they came out, but fortunately... We have a real games journalist on this week. Nice. That's what I'm here for. And I don't really... I actually legitimately know almost nothing about Far Cry 3. All that I know about Far Cry 3 is that it was at PAX and many people played it and enjoyed what they saw yeah but well, i was I dubious saw, like, i saw a positive tweet from steve but that was it like i still don't know anything all steve about talked it. about was wolves attacking everything right. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah and that was encouraging yeah. to me so mm-hmm. wait actually before we start talking about far cry 3 wait what no i mean it's about it's related but uh kirk what is your relationship to far cry 2 because ah. our stupid podcast as you might know uh we hate it we think it's <laughs> bullshit right <laughs> um no, you're thinking of people hating us and thinking we're bullshit oh, right. because of our obsession with Sorry, Far Cry I was thinking too. of Far Cry Instincts for the Xbox. <laughs> oh, right. I played that game. Yeah, so did we. That's not it's a really good. good game. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Uh, I love Far Cry 2, actually. Oh, welcome say, to uh, Idle Thumbs. Welcome. Yes, yes. How have we um, never had you on Idle Thumbs before? I don't know. Uh, I, I, I love that game. It's actually one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, man. I get no ends of shit about it. Um, at Kotaku, yep. <laughs> I've written. I used to come in. Stephen Totillo, my boss, would give me crap about Far Cry Two. Be like, "Oh well, why don't you just write an article about Far Cry Two today?" Because you know, a very small amount of people actually care about Far Cry Two, and those who do care mostly hate it. So I always get a lot of crap for liking. That's not it. true. Everyone loves Far well, Cry. Welcome home. <laughs> there are you guys. So, so yeah, I love Far Cry Two though. I'm, um, it's a great game. So I came to Far Cry Three with a lot of sort of uh, expectations and baggage. Right. Yeah. What did you think? Uh, it's a really good. I describe it's a really, really good video game, um, which <laughs> that's really descriptive <laughs> that's and helpful. Very, well, and you know, and I think that there's, there's that also little... <laughs> sounds like that you're leaving yourself wiggle room in there. I am, I think, uh, because the I've I'm playing it again. I played it all the way through. I, sp- I played probably like 30 hours of that game, and I'm uh-huh. still playing it, which is a good sign, right? Because that's how I 
sort of that's how I play um, Far Cry 2 as well. Like I've played that game like three times all the way through. I play mm-hmm. it. And I still just kind of play it. I go back and just play it some. I don't know if you guys play it that way, but like you can just kind of go and do some missions. It's sort of yeah. all the same. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. just can play some and then you get your yeah. Far Cry 2 fix. So Far Cry 3 feels that way too. But it's also like way more of a video game than Far Cry 2. And it's way, way. What do you mean when you say that? Well, so when I say it's a very good video game, it's like, so there's all this stuff in it. Um, you're on an island, so it's like kind of like the island from Crisis. It's like a tropical or Far Cry island. One, right? Yeah, it's like kind of like Far Cry One, only it's like a wide open island. Okay. So in that way, it feels more like Far Cry Two. It's totally open world, um, and you do the same kind of stuff you do in Far Cry Two. Like you drive cars around and you sneak around, you take out enemy outposts, and you get better guns. And you, but then there's all this stuff they added to the game that sort of makes it way more gamey. It's like there's leveling and you get experience points and there's a crafting system and you have to hunt dudes. That kind of stuff makes me nervous in a game like Far Cry 2 right. because one of the things I liked about it was how much it wasn't gamey. I mean, it was in a lot of ways, right? Like mm-hmm. there's the the guys who respawn instantly mm-hmm. as soon as you leave the app. There's things like that. But that those work. are also often the annoying things about Far Cry mm-hmm. 2. No, I know. Yeah. Right. right. It's funny. A lot of the things that I like, that I wound up liking about Far Cry 2 are the things that people hate about Far Cry 2. Like, the way that it's so oppressive and like it's never empowering. Well, like, those are the things I love. Kind of, those right. are the best parts about it. Yeah. And even the respawning guards, like the fact that the game just kind of is this just shooting guys like right. at outposts. And you know, if they respawn, cool. It's just like more game to play. Like that's well, that's, that's one of the things where the individual. That's a weird case for me where the individual thing about the guards respawning is irritating, but as just one component in the larger whole mm-hmm. that is just the tapestry of how shitty this place is mm-hmm. it it helps in that respect yeah right? it contributes like, to the way the yeah. world feels like you have malaria yeah. and like everything's against you and it's yeah. constantly like there's just dudes trying to yeah. shoot you so in far cry 3 you probably have like two malarias right <laughs> so in far cry 3 you don't have malaria <laughs> so all the things that here are the things that are gone from Wait, far really? cry 3 I've, yeah i see people keep talking about malaria no no malaria and your guns don't degrade the qu- it's, the, you see the word malaria tr- trending on twitter and it's from people <laughs> saying where's the malaria right <laughs> They actually could be talking about Where's actual the malaria. malaria? Is the or, the, or, or it's actually the people are talking about malaria. Malaria as, an, as a real global health no, problem. No, no, no. Malaria is a video game mechanic from <laughs> right, Far Cry right. 2. Oh, right. That's all it is. I forgot. Well, so I, assume you know, that, I assume they made up that. I, th- I assumed right. it was one of those like fake video games. It's like diseases. the made up country of Africa that it takes place in. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine place. So the, um, <laughs> the new game uh, does take place in a made up place. But it, you know, it's so it's Earth. Like, <laughs> they're called the Rook Islands, which are they're in the South Pacific, and it's you know it's so you, you your guns are awesome and they never degrade and you have like you can assign your weapon slots however you want so you can carry like you know four pistols if you want to. That's like, sweet. Whatever. Yeah, that guy's hilarious. Be, like the awesome four pistol dude, you can do that, <laughs> or carry all sniper rifles or God, whatever. Four like. pistol guy. Can you see your character model with just like <laughs> right, three just, fucking straps and then one in your hand? Like so this is just, my that's this is my close quarters <laughs> pistol and this is my stealth pistol. <laughs> that is my guy, basically. I yeah, mean, pistols pot, guy. Like, just pistols. Yeah. 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 So yeah. you can do that though, which I actually kind of I don't know. Like all the restri- like I like the restrictions in Far Cry too. Like how there's kind of the two or three loadouts you come up with that really work well, but you have to. You know, you have to unlock the things to be able to get this the guns. Sound, okay, like, so I could be totally wrong about this, but this sounds like the way you describe. And I'm, you know, I say this not having played the game, so right. I'm stating right up front it's an uninformed opinion, and I'm aware of that, and I'm not trying to like yeah, yeah, yeah. declare anything definitively. But when you're, it sounds like when someone gives someone a recipe for like, oh, this is my like spaghetti bolognese, and then you you take it and you're like, oh, I always, mm, I don't use like cumin, I use like this. I mean, you change mm-hmm. this thing and then you. 
like, oh, I don't, I use a full cup of onions, not half a cup. And you change mm-hmm. it. And by the time you get to the end, like, I only fit, change these like little things around the mm-hmm. edges, but then you end up with a thing that's just totally right. different. Well, my, like, my question then with that is what, with all the changes, what does it feel like to you to play as someone who right. played Far Cry 2? Because right. that's what it all yeah. comes down to. So the yeah, thing yeah, is, right. and so when I say it's a really good video game, the cool thing about that is that it is a different recipe, but it's like a, it's a delicious dish. Like I think that people will, I know that sounds like, uh, that sounds like a box quote. We, we it's a delicious dish would be well, like, well, if, no, you need the whole thing. It's a new recipe, but it's a delicious dish. But it's a delicious dish. dish. Kirk Hamilton, Kotaku.com. Oh no, Idle Thumbs. Oh, right. Sorry. You said that here. That's going <laughs> on the box of Idle Thumbs. This delicious um, dish will blow you away. Right. It, but so it's, oh, that's, it's, that's the IGN quote. Oh, it, um, playing it, and especially playing it so soon after Assassin's Creed 3, which I was super disappointed by, um, it's, it's super good video game. Like you play it and it's like, dude, the people, the people who made this are crazy talented. Everything works. So you play it and like, you know, there were all these things in Far Cry 2 that you learned to work around, but that didn't actually work that well. Like the stealth, like didn't really work. And like audio, I always found was an issue for me in Far Cry 2. Like you can't, always hear wherever people people they'll start talking and it just sounds like mm. they're right next to you and Audio, it's like the speech it's in general, a little was weird. yeah a little weird so and like in the in the battle of games developed this year by ubisoft montreal who are in their third iteration whose second word in the <laughs> first three starts wins with, in a land starts slide. with cr and who may hypothetically that, open right. with the same lewis carroll quote <laughs> of brian davis to be believed CR, right yeah. <laughs> who may possibly just saying there's a clear winner Yes, a clear, car, clear winner. Dish. Like playing it, I was like, I've n- undisputed delicious. I, it's undisputed like day one dish. It's one of the most polished like dishes. Dishes. It's a <laughs> no, but the food is on the dish. It's not polished yet. <laughs> oh, it's, <laughs> it's one of the most immaculate like, dishes. Polished. Your plate was clean polished at the end. <laughs> yeah. It's a I'm really just gonna go kill myself. Right now. I hope you guys. Don't it's mind. a really, it's a really polished game. Um, like everything works. So it, it's kind of like you drive a lot, and then driving feels great, and like you, you, you. <laughs> you sneak a lot and the, the stealth and the sneaking is, feels great yeah the stealth you is drive really a lot of the driving feels great you <laughs> no, sneak a lot and the, the sneak AI, feels great the ai is really good like the the artificial intelligence can you set wacky is, things on fire that go out of yes, control okay, you can good. like you you can drive your car off a cliff and then your car catches fire while you're in the air and then you wind up in this huge conflagration and you're running around and like the same kind of fire cry stuff happens like and it's better actually because in far cry 2 you know the animals were like zebras that you'd run over but they never in Far Cry 3, it's human beings. It, well, no, in Far Cry 3, there are, like, tigers that will kill your ass. Or, like, there are all kinds of animals that better. fight back. I mean, I guess, I don't know. But well, it leads to unpredictability that's sure. pretty okay, cool. Fair enough. Like, wolves. Yeah, well, there actually are no wolves. I don't know what Wait, Gainer was talking what about. What Steve said in the demo? <laughs> no, there are dogs. Uh-huh. Okay, that's probably what was going on. Because yeah. all and he was describing dingos. was... Uh-huh. Dogs and dingoes. All Steve was talking no about was, like, I was camped out high up above a, mm-hmm. you know, above a campment in, mm-hmm. in the grass... And then I was attacked and killed by a dog. Right. Yeah. And then I respawned. And then I went somewhere else and I made a lot of noise. And then a bunch of dogs ran in and killed all the guys <laughs> at the camp. And it's like, it's, it's basically dishonored, but with dogs instead of rats. Right. There are yes, dogs in dishonored. Um, but the, uh, so, so the, the way that it all works is like, all that stuff works, right? Okay, blah, 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 everything works. Combat feels good, whatever. It's like a, it's a good video game. But then also everything works well together. Like it, there's this whole kind of crafting system that you uh-huh. have to use to like make your inventory better. And then you have to go hunting in order to skin animals. It's like that Red Dead Redemption thing. But it really all like comes so together really effectively. What the Far Cry series actually has just done, which is make just a different game that is also set on a big island. Yeah. And Far like, Cry 1 and 2 are really not that similar. It feels like Far Cry 2 in that like there's that you slide, that there's that physicality to your dude. Like it, sure, it yeah, has yeah. that, you do those crazy that animations where you like pull too. bullets out of yourself and stuff like that's yeah, all yeah, still yeah. there. It, it really does take, it feels like a game that someone who totally didn't like Far Cry 2 for all the reasons that most people didn't, that a lot of people didn't like it would make this game. Like I, so, I, I right, think so that's what happened. What I'm getting like, from this is probably 
I will play Far Cry 3 and probably enjoy it, but it won't make me like a fanatic about right. it because it's like a good video game. That's right. like a lot of good video games, right. but just really good at it. The Whereas thing, well, the thing, Far Cry 2 is like this other evolutionary branch right. that mm-hmm. is flawed, but is just out there. Correct. Just other things aren't I feel the same way. Yeah. A lot of the yeah. stuff in Far Cry 2 was, it felt like it was very much in service mechanically of achieving a really specific tone and Far mm-hmm. Cry 3 doesn't feel like it's right. as like Far Cry 2 feels like all of it was chasing almost sometimes like myopically to a fault. This yeah, one yeah, yeah. really, really specific mm-hmm. tiny feeling right. that's yeah. uh, right. but this seems like Far Cry 3 it's, it's this seems like, like it's wiped awesome a bit of that game. away and like, it's just yeah. what, what are the mechanics right. of that that we like. Mm-hmm. Now let's, and let's put them in a game that like, opens with teens having a party on the beach. Right. Well and which, so that and that opening which actually I think is like it's I think it, that's like that opening it totally the whole idea behind that opening, and this is kind of a spoiler, I guess, but like that opening, <laughs> that opening doesn't happen. Like it's, it starts that way with like these people having a party, but it's actually like really quickly, you're watching that on a camera phone and you're like, you've been captured by this crazy ass sure, dude. Sure, of course, like, but just, it, it like, it, it isn't like a party game. Like, it, oh, that's, that's, no, well, that's, that's obvious because it's Far right. Cry, but just the difference in tone between Excuse me, but like in the Far opening Cry- of Far Cry 2, which is like this weird and media res thing, right, and then you're right, just right. sick and dying, and a guy is yeah. menacing right. you. Far, Far Cry and then- 2 never even purports to to imagine that there was a better version of this that right, could have gone right. well. No, right, Like, right. there's never even a suggestion. And they do this thing with the story awesome. in Far Cry 3 where it's like, the idea is that you're this dude, Jason Brody. His name is Jason Brody. Nice. I'm pleased by um, that. Yeah, Whatever. who's this, like, 20-something Californian bro who, like, well, becomes a warrior over the course of the I hope that the, the twist the is that his name is Jason the Jackal Brody, and you don't find that out until and, the very end. You know, that, no. And unfortunately, like, I was, I was hoping for some kind of hint of like a Far Cry 2 time, but there isn't. No, of course not. But, We're sending uh, you to Africa. One of the things I think is so great, okay, I can't believe I'm saying this again, but one of the things I think is so great about Far Cry 2. Well, you can't believe that, you're saying those, those, that bundle of words right there. Just, I don't know. Like, it's just, uh, whatever. This again. is the Far Cry 3 talk. This no, is that's the first right. time I've never, actually, yeah. but I've never talked to you guys about how great Far Cry 2 is. So that's this true. is fresh a little yeah, bit. No, you're right. <laughs> Um, uh, just not to the 20,000 people listening to us. Right, right. We're just sick <laughs> um, to death of but, Far Cry 2. Uh, but, um, no, they're not. They crave it. <laughs> no one gets We haven't had a legit Cry Far Cry talk in a long time. We've only right. joked well, about go. it. And, then and this, is a good, it. this is a good time yeah. for it. I mean, Far Cry so, 3 is out. Again, this is the thing I say not to denigrate Far Cry 3 because... Which is a piece of shit, these, as you, Chris Rambo, <laughs> idle thumbs. Because I, no, I think I just... Game. Like, the way that I should approach Far Cry 3 probably is just, this is a game that, like, drew from Far Cry 2, but is not, like an iteration on that. Right. Because, you know, the, in Far Cry 3, you've got this guy who his entire life he's been presumably a a fairly non-serious dude. Like, right. he's not a killer. Well, that's the, like, actually the point. Right. Like, is that yeah. he's not and then, serious. And then, like, oh, but this world turns him into, yeah. like, an incredibly efficient killing machine. Right. Whereas in Far Cry 2, the premise is you're already mm-hmm. a cold-blooded mercenary and you're still going to get your ass kicked mm-hmm. by the end of this. Like, that's – those are – incredibly different thesis right. statements like right. far cry 3's thesis statement is basically the thesis statement of like modern warfare black ops ads mm-hmm. where it's like you play video games and you can be you're a soldier in you and mm-hmm. like you can just be awesome by going and through this so, gauntlet, and so that like, thesis like it, but, and it's funny because like they're so the guy i think jeffrey yolem i think it's his name who wrote it is it it's got it's he's a good writer like mm-hmm. it's got very the Animate like the cutscenes, like the sort of mocap is great, the acting is great, and the writing is good. So there are these really convincing performances, sure. and, and it's more, way more interesting than like you know, like most first-person shooters. Like they're playing with some pretty cool stuff, and there's a, it could have gone a direction that actually would have been really neat in a like sort of pulpy, like fight clubby kind of like crazy reality bending way. 
that they don't quite complete sure. and then it sort of falls apart. Right. But they really could have done something cool. It wouldn't have been like Far Cry as sophisticated as Far Cry 2, but like they could have done something cool. They don't really, they don't pull well, it off. The, the reason I bring that up is not to say that there's anything inherently wrong mm-hmm. with the writing in that game. Cause yeah. again, I haven't played it, yeah. but I just, the, the difference in that arc that they choose to portray, right. pro- like, Sounds like it lines up with a lot of the choices that they made that are different yeah. between the two. It's games. also like very. The, cl- it's way closer yes. to the arc of the first game, isn't it? Which is just guy and yeah, his yeah, girlfriend yeah, end up is. on an That's island. Basically, the but first Far Cry game. One yeah. then goes into there's mutants and stuff, doesn't yeah, it? right? And they thankfully the don't do that, which is yeah, like no, one I'm great glad, thing. They also they don't do the yeah. crisis thing. Like there's never a point where suddenly you're fighting a different kind of enemy, which yeah. is great because it's just fun to fight dudes in the jungle. Like yeah, you don't want to evolve it. It just gets more complicated and difficult. But you know it. It's good they cut that third map out of Far Cry 2. <laughs> yeah, right. God, I got to tell you, like everybody knows, you know, we like Far Cry 2. But the when I got to the – I couldn't believe it when I got to the second map in Far Cry 2. And like – Well, that's what I've it's just like playing that now game reminding you what a fucking AAA game is. And hours and hours. <laughs> right. And I'm like, man, this game's crazy. And I thought I was at the end. And I'm like, man, that was a crazy experience. And then it's just like you go back to your thing you look at your map and it's like – A whole other <laughs> half of the game. I, that was – I was not even intended to be this, I'm sure, but that was one of the most legitimately surprising, startling yeah. experiences I've ever had in any game ever. Where I was just, you can't. You climb this like, huge this mountain, is, and then just what the peak reveals is a second <laughs> fucking mountain. Yeah. Yeah. And Far Cry Three honestly has something a little bit similar in terms of size. Like it's yeah. uh, where they flip it, and they're like, "Oh, there's a whole, basically, there's a whole other island." Yeah. Like that, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we're gonna do yeah. this again. Spoilers. This is a Far Cry Three spoiler. Nah, that, that's not. There's that's, like six that's not islands. A spoiler. You look at the map at the very beginning, you can see it. So that's so not like, the same then. No, it is isn't the same as another. It's not the same. It's the end of the game. No, or I, th- I did anyway. I don't yeah. Know. But yeah, no, it's a it's a good game. You know, it feels to me. I was trying to describe. We were talking to someone about games that feel like sort of. We were. It was a separate conversation about like authenticity versus sincerity. But like this game feels. I was trying to describe why I still like Far Cry Two more than Far Cry Three, even though Far Cry Three is like objectively like a way superior game. Like everything is. It's objectively that's superior. That's a bold. worthless statement. That's a, I know, right? Right? Anything, okay, that's, that's a bullshit statement. Anything. It's like, well, it's like you write about video games a lot. You start to think in this stupid way where it's like something can be objectively good, but like in terms of like what people who like video games like, like Far Cry Three has playable. everything. That's yeah. not yeah good okay. like necessarily. Right. That's, um, right, right. So it's you like son of a bitch. Right. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, for but, ruining no, but everything. no, no, no. But it's, it's. <clears throat> I was thinking about this a lot when I was playing <clears throat> Halo Four this <clears throat> like this past week because I was trying to think of what do people mean when they say, "Oh, is that video game good?" Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, what do it's they very actually similar, mean like, when they say yeah. that? And it's like, well, you probably just mean, "Is it fun?" Right. Which doesn't mean fun. And when I say that, I don't mean to say fun is a bad quality or mm-hmm. that you shouldn't. But if that's what you're asking, people should just say, mm-hmm. "Oh, is it fun?" Right. You know, like, or is it, or is it playable, or is mm-hmm. it like accessible, or something? Because when I was trying to think, is Halo 4 good? I couldn't even come to any conclusion. Like, mm-hmm. if I was trying to come up with some, like, evaluation of goodness, like, mm-hmm. is this a thing that the, is good to exist in the world? Like, right. I don't even know. And I literally funny, don't know. And it's like, there are there are some games and there are plenty of books and films and so on where I could be like, yes, it is. this is good. Like, it is good. The world is better mm-hmm. in some minuscule degree for this having existed in it. Mm-hmm. A game like Halo Forge, I'm basically enjoying. I just don't even, you know what I mean? I don't even know how to come to that evaluation. It, what's funny about Far Cry is that it feels like uh, really quantifiable, which is like a weird thing. Is like that, that I can say, oh, it's like a good game. Yeah. Everything about the game feels quantifiable. Where 
what I actually like about Far Cry 2 is that the things that are good about that game don't feel quantifiable. No, like, absolutely. Yeah. It's like a game you have to describe or like you have to play it. Like people will play it and they'll play an hour and I'm like, just play like 10 hours. Right. Far Cry 3 <laughs> seems very much like it is the sum of its parts are successful. Yeah. You, and you're like, wow, like Far Cry everything 2 works is so this, well together. Like yeah. it's very You call good. it a rough diamond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That you find with a stupid tracking device where I can never fucking find them. <laughs> right, um, right. Oh, I man, I found lots of diamonds. Yeah, I, I found so many diamonds. There are no diamonds in Far Cry 3, unfortunately. Or there are, but they're marked on a I mean, mini-map. Far Cry 3 is the diamond. I just yeah. need to, I just like, I feel like I just really need to not evaluate Far Cry 3 through the lens of Far Cry right. 2. That's, that's important. What, like, that's what's driving me crazy about all the so people So you need to look at Far Cry 3 and think to, of it as like the Dishonored to, uh, to games of, a, of its yeah, ilk. Exactly, and not yeah, just, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a like, game. Because like, yeah. there's so many people in, in Owl Thumbs related threads and who are who, on Twitter and stuff who are like, oh man, bet you guys are really stoked for Far Cry 3. And I'm like, well, or in the sense that it might be just a good game, but not because it says Far Cry in the title. Like, that's just right. a separate... Well, it's a completely different crew making it, exactly, it seems like. Yeah. And yeah. it's, like, we're, at this point, hilariously, years past Far Cry 2. Yeah, it's been four years. Also, Far Cry to Far Cry 2 was a huge, completely insane jump mm-hmm. into exactly. a completely different genre. So the genre. series already has a legacy yeah. of just mm-hmm. different games. I'm sure there are Far Cry 1 maniacs who are like, what the <laughs> fuck did they do? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there were. <laughs> and then they're now stoked about Crisis because it has aliens that show up in it and stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, Crisis was definitely a much more... Well, I mean, Crisis was like – it was definitely felt like a more direct follow-up to, to Far Cry 1. Well, it feels 1, like mm-hmm. Far Cry but, 1, like that cell split yeah, basically. Those but, are my Crisis still had the, the the much more legitimately open world that Far Cry 2 does, right. yeah. which was just parallel evolution, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I, it, I like Crisis a lot, actually. Yeah. Crisis was probably my favorite – like straightforward first person shooter. Well, the first year. half of Crisis, though. Do you like the Do you like the part where they fight the aliens? No, but I mean, I'm just saying, all things considered, as a game, yeah. as a game, yeah. yeah. No, but I didn't like the last. I game. hate the. No, oh man, really like, I played it all the way through. And no it was one likes thankless. the alien switch. That boss fight at the end when you're like, well, on the air I don't care. <laughs> like in any game, it's almost always <clears> bad. Like if you spent all this time tuning your mechanics and mm-hmm. figuring out your the the what the actual core of your game is, and the vast majority of your development time is on like version A of that mm-hmm. and then you have got 25% of it or whatever 30% of it that's just this totally different thing like you've been no yeah I don't understand it either sense. Like, and it's a continuing it. thing I mean it was true in Crisis 2 as well like Crisis 2 is fun enough to play those little sandbox yeah. stealth areas and then the aliens show up and then yeah. it became a less fun game that's how I feel about okay that's how I feel about Far- about Halo 4 mm-hmm Although it's not the same because they introduced them really early, but those skull face guys, yeah, I can't stand. <laughs> Wait, them. the ancient evil? They're called Prometheans. Yeah, the ancient evil. I think. I just I or whatever. I don't are know. The Forerunners are they Prometheans? The Prometheans, I guess. I think they're Prometheans. Yeah. yeah. I. So I've played a lot of. I mean, I don't know if I've played a lot of it or not. I guess I've played through. I don't know how long the game is, but um, I started the legendary game like right after we recorded last week's podcast, pretty much, and because um, you guys were talking about it, and it made me want to play Halo, and I I've played through the first six campaign like chapters okay so you haven't finished the story no no no. i I, I bet we're probably actually probably close similar in the story then Um, the ancient evil is awoken for me and like uh, i don't even know i just i've started skipping all the cuts (laughs) did you ride the tank did you do the tank level okay so it's safe to say where i'm at you mean the big tank that looks like master chief's face yeah like what does the master chief parade float in this game yeah basically it is do you get to go inside and look out through his eye mask you can't do that oh what there's a huge gun on top that never fires it does fire oh it does it does fire i saw tom chick was talking about that no no it fires in the game tom chick said in his review he was like you get on a huge tank in Halo 4 and the tank never fires and that's like when the game. It, what does it fire It at? totally fires. Because there's that huge floating sphere thing and then like there's a part where like you have to go shoot guys on the ground 
And then so they can shoot oh, the thing, I guess and I then they shoot it like or something, once or something. Like the cannon. Oh, so it's a cut, it's a cutscene gun, it, kind of. Or it, like they fires, only have one shot It's in the game, yeah. But then they fire it. But right. it does. I swear, it I'm really really wrong, sad like, that you don't get to go inside the tank and then see and through Master because you see <laughs> right. the whole game obviously through like Master helmet style, and right. then have it a second other <laughs> helmet inside of the game, and then that tank docks into a Master Chief planet. Going out. Yeah. Into a Master Chief planet? <laughs> like planetoid. You know, oh, yeah. Right, that's right. fine. Well, it would be like a space a station on a planet. This game. Yeah, like, you know, like, if yeah. that huge sphere, like that massive sphere, <laughs> if it turned around, then it was just Master <laughs> Chief's face. <laughs> they, they just, the tank would then just lift up to look at the sphere, which would look down, and it would just hold poignantly for a second as the sun crests. <laughs> the piano chord would yeah, play. And then <laughs> the, the, the gun on the tank would finally fire once to blow up the sphere. <laughs> As Master Chief puts a bullet in his own brain. Yeah, so you're a Halo. Symbolism. You're like a you're like a Halo expert. So what's your like? Um, what's your what do you think of Halo? I, you know, I really don't like the the Prometheans. I really like, yeah. So this is the thing. Well, I feel like they're kind of I, just like the Covenant. Okay. Oh, I don't feel that way at all. No, I mean I'm playing on Legendary. It might be different. Like mm-hmm. I might. Yeah, if, I'm playing on like, been, like pussy difficulty. Because like. on Legendary, they t- they are bullet sponges. Like mm-hmm. they just take. It's just it's ridiculous. They feel like essentially elites that just have a bunch of crap on mm. them also like they also teleport mm-hmm. and they also have this like mm. ability to to quickly run at you and and take you out and they also have this like a very powerful gun and they also have this weird behavior where you have to like shoot them in the head and then they lose their shield mm-hmm. and then they kind of do this other thing and then a little helicopter gyrocopter pops out of their back and like ref- it just sounds like you're describing I mean, inspector just, gadget to me yeah that's what these guys <laughs> well, are they're, like. they're I mean, very just, gadgety like all right so i love halo combat mm-hmm. a lot I, well it's I think evolved it's, <laughs> it's evolved. It's pretty, it's pretty evolved. <laughs> I really feel like it is. If you're in terms of games whose entire identity is just first person shooting things, I think Halo is so far above every single other example of it. Like it's just not even funny. Like it's just mm-hmm. in in terms of games that are just about that. Like not counting simu- really simulation driven stuff like Daisy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in terms of stuff where it's just run in. And fight guys in a fast-paced first-person situation mm-hmm. um, in single player. It's just the best, in mm-hmm. my opinion, like by far. Just the encounter and design and enemy, enemy AI. And enemy AI behaviors, like, and really importantly for, for why I don't like the Prometheans, the spread of like groups you fight. So the thing that's so that's so amazing about Halo is you have these these um I mean, it's, I'm sure it's incredibly complicated behind the scenes, but on the surface, you have these fairly simple enemy archetypes that are arranged in completely variable groups Mm -hmm. that out of the combination, out of the group comes a really interesting scenario. So you've got the, the grunts, you've got the um, jackals, I guess with who have shields and can can potentially have um, uh, sniper rifles. The grunts can have laser pistols or needlers or whatever. You've got the elites, you've got brute, like there's, there's, all of these enemies, but each of them has just a couple core traits about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you know the the grunts are small and they die if you if you get one headshot on them, and they can have a couple different weapons when they're not that powerful. The um, jackals have a shield and they have a, a sniper rifle often, and they'll be far away. And like they're they have the shield makes them really fun to fight because you can hit them once in between the shield that causes them to startle and put the shield up. Then you can nail them in the head. Like it's a very simple, straightforward thing, but it's really fun. The elites have um, more shields and a variety of weapons, and they're very mobile. They can dodge very easily. Um, the brutes are huge. You've got the even bigger guys who are invulnerable except for a couple weak points who then are like themselves are these 
kind of big one-on-one centerpiece fights are often two-on-one. Uh, like they're, they're these very fairly straightforward archetypes that all blend together amazingly. Like the, the way group AI works in Halo, I think is just incredible. It's just so far above other games. But then you have these Prometheans that just, it's just like a laundry list of stuff they do. And they come along with these little shitty dogs that are just <laughs> robot dogs. With gun heads. They explode in one hit to a head just like a grunt does, except they just, their their behavior is less interesting. Mm-hmm. They have no weapon variety. And they're, I mean, they're just not, they're not even funny, right? Like so grunts that- are even funny and like the dogs aren't even that. There's just, the, <laughs> the Prometheans are just boring as hell. Well, and then the big guys take for, like, if you're not close enough to them, they take so, and unless you don't have a sniper rifle, a sniper rifle will tear anything apart. But mm-hmm. like, if you, again, playing on Legendary, if you're not up close and you don't have sufficient long range ammo, it's just the most boring fight ever. You just have to pick away at them until you eventually get through their shields mm-hmm. and then you headshot them. And that's, I mean, it's just, you, you don't have any of that same dynamism. You, you, there are occasional bits of it. Like you can end up in a situation where you have a shotgun and you're up close and you're dodging around the guy and you've got that great halo combat, but there's nothing happening there that couldn't just happen with elites, which generally tend to come in interesting packs mm-hmm. that are a lot like a pack of Prometheans just means, Oh, I guess I'm just gonna have no bullets left at the end of this. Like, it's just, it's just oh, here we go. Like, these so when guys you look at the Prometheans, I mean, like I'm going to shoot them. They got forever. those skulls in their heads though. Yeah. I just, I re- I, it really drags the game down for me. I like whenever I run into those guys, I'm like, oh, here I go. I wish I would fight some Covenant again soon. And it kind of, so now. it kind of makes sense, right? Because like the Prometheans are the new addition that like three, four, three put in the game. Know, like, exactly. Where, where it's, which is kind of amazing. Like I have a feeling that if you told people, at 343 that they like the, the first part of Halo 4 where you're like oh it's just more Halo and you're yeah. kind of funny like if you told them that as a complaint they would be pretty stoked like that they managed to take what Bungie did and like but recreate I think, it I don't like, think that's true because if they would have been excited about that they wouldn't have what it feels to me it feels to me like they're like alright we gotta make our mark on this we gotta design well, and like then a surprising it, enemy right. that's totally different but right. it just doesn't it doesn't well, it feels like it uh, right what, what, what I guess Halo what I, what I mean to say is about. that what I mean to say is that they it was probably enough of a challenge just to be able to recreate so Halo. The guys like, who did the that, first or... few chapters are probably stoked if you tell them I was really, I really had a good classic Halo time <laughs> playing that right. beginning part like, of the game. They're like, man, we like took Bungie's yeah. like, yeah. you know, because they're you no, know, they had to like probably just kind of crib from Bungie and figure out how they did what they did. And I'm yeah. sure there's this alchemy to it that like is yeah. very difficult to reproduce. I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's hard. And then it's like then they had to go and also like make something new, which is like kind of yeah, like yeah. less interesting. It just like, bumps me out because it's like it's totally inevitable to some degree, yeah. right? Like you're not, they're not going to put out Halo 4 and just have it be a pretty good Halo right. game that is like Bungie's Halo game. Mm. But also, I don't think it needs anything added. Right. Unless, I mean, you said, well, you say that, but of course it's obviously possible for, it's clearly there's some universe in which there is a new enemy type that actually is novel and interesting and elemental. Right. I mean, <laughs> elemental is what's key to me. Mm-hmm. Like, enemy types in Halo feel core. They feel mm-hmm. elemental. Like, yes, these guys represent key behavior right. that is part of an interesting group. And the new mm-hmm. Prometheans... It's like an ecosystem. Like they, unto like themselves, are like this whole the world, bevy of behaviors that are just... The way you're describing it, it seems like the Prometheans were built to almost, like, come in at a 30-degree angle off of the Halo yeah, stuff and, like, right, mix exactly. it up, be a disruptive element. But yeah. that... I just don't. It doesn't seem like well, they have to fit not, in with. Not for me. And I'm when sure. you're fighting them alongside Covenant, so it's like they have to fit in somehow. They have to be different enough that it's not. just Yeah, like but then you're it fighting. just ends up me like I just take out all of the Covenant first if I can, because right. then I just then it'll just give me more time to just sink bullets into the. Right. I don't know. I and I'm sure. Okay, I haven't read any reviews of Halo Four. Like mm-hmm. I don't. I really actually 
genuinely have no idea what their response is to this game. So it's totally possible. It was positive. It's totally possible I'm way out in left field on this. No, maybe, no, no. Maybe other I, I'm with you. Agree. Like, I, I actually but, think it's like nowhere near as special as a lot of reviewers say it is, which I feel, you know, I, people love Halo and everything. And like, you know, and I've played. I love Halo. I, I I mean, play, yeah, no, right. I, I mean, even the Halo's I that I don't. like, like, I think the story is ridiculous. No, the story but I still, is terrible. I, I think, still like Halo. Like, it's fun to play, no, like, too. for all the reasons you described. Halo 2, which is really maligned. I still enjoyed that game i mean just the what goes on in, in halo at its core i think is just so well put together mm-hmm. that it's hard it's hard for me to just not enjoy it and i'm still enjoying it enough that i've played through six full campaign chapters in legendary on my own mm-hmm. like right mm-hmm. like i'm not i'm clearly not having a terrible time with this or i wouldn't have bothered i'm gonna right, keep right. playing it for that matter it's just i feel like i'm doing it by like scrabbling in the dirt for these awesome little mm-hmm. bits of gold that I'm finding, but I'm having to just shovel through mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that's just kind of okay. Like, it's just, I don't know. It bums me out. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, playing co-op, Jake, with you and Sean when Sean's back. Um, because... It'll be more enjoyable for you, probably. Yeah, well, and, and again, there's plenty of stuff that's fun that I'm, that I'm having you fun You can watch with. me just, running around like an idiot. <laughs> I'm really, I'm just so bummed out at these Prometheans. I feel like they're just a huge... They're either a missed opportunity or they just shouldn't have been attempted. Like, I don't even, I don't know what, but I just, I really dislike it. Hmm. I also, I have to raise this. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because I had, a, I had this conversation with Sean this past week and he made, I think the, the correct point to me, which is that this is just part of a much larger issue that uh, I'm not going to be, we're not going to be able to address in ascent even depth. But man, do I just think Cortana is just the tackiest <laughs> In this game, it's just they really it's went funny, above you know, and beyond in making her just. There's a, a line where she's like, "Big it's old near the beginning." Just, what did she say? She's like, "She's like, don't don't leave a girl hanging." Or what's the? I need you, chief. Like, yeah, it's like it's really, it's really, it's pretty it's, intense. And I was like, it's just so transparently pandering. It's right, really hard for me to. to yeah. She's just said, it's like, don't leave a girl hanging or like something. She says that too. She says that actually multiple times. Yeah. It's just very, I was like, you know, there's the, I need you chief is the one that gets me because it's just her looking into the camera and it's like, you're like, really? (laughs) All right. (laughs) I guess this is what a video gamer needs. Like, I don't, yeah, I know. And she's not even like a translucent hologram anymore, really. No, right. She's like, basically just a naked girl with huge tits and huge hips in blue body paint. That's like, well, I mean, you see, Avatar did awesome in the box office. I, didn't, I, didn't see Avatar. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's got blue people in it, but like yeah, it's got it's hot just, blue chicks. Like that's the same idea. I don't know. I've, someone posted on the Idol forum. Someone posted an image that was like the evolution of Cortana mm-hmm. going from Halo One. Okay, and I need to say, I've always thought Cortana is a really stupid character. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never bought sexy computer lady like right, right. having a relationship with Mother Chief. Like, that's just kind of laughable to me mm-hmm. from the start. But the just the like. <laughs> Just ratcheting, ra- the ratcheting it, ratcheting it up over the course of the series, but then specifically between Halo three and four, mm-hmm. is out of control. If you right. look at her character design side by side, like mm-hmm. it just jumps. Maybe with Halo five, they're going to reimagine a more realistic uh, Cortana in the style of the new Tomb Raider. <laughs> Tomb Raider yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She'll go through some trauma and stuff. Yeah. Oh God. She's going through trauma. I'm just skipping the cutscenes at this point. I just can't even. Like, mm. I, it's just so absurd. To me. You know what's her name? Is it? Uh, Femme Shep is in the game. Isn't she Cortana? No, no, oh, no, she's no. not. That's oh, like oh, Jen, someone else. No, no, she plays the like badass. Uh, oh, the scientist lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So some Halo good 4. voice actors in Halo Four. <laughs> I wish, I wish it was okay to make a game like Halo and just just have it be a game and just not 
have it be a crazy, ridiculous, like space opera saga. Hmm. Uh, what do you mean, have it be a game? I don't know. I don't understand why. Like, because when I play Halo, the actual thing Halo's about is just the kineticism and like the 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 interplay between your mobile mm-hmm. unit and the enemies. Like, it's there's there's nothing about it that's like achieving any human insight to me at all you mean like like firefight other other than in like just the pure physical conflict but like it's like sports or something like mm -hmm. that's what i mean it's well halo feels like sports yeah you want halo arena no i mean i don't even like single player campaigns totally fine i just it's weird to me that so much effort is put into this like storytelling layer that has absolutely zero to do with what the game itself is about mm-hmm. which is just a well, contest that's a pretty of common like, no i know it thing, is but I, you know? I know i know I, this in is halo specific. it feels pretty it's not intense. specific to halo but i halo the reason i bring up halo is because halo is the one where the core of the combat experience to me feels the most just feels so potent mm-hmm. unto itself like right. it just like the the enemies designs well except for maybe the prometheans is one of the things i'm not as crazy about about them but they're like the and the flood i also don't yeah. think fulfill this but like the covenant specifically those enemy designs feel totally born out of the gameplay mm-hmm. like the the fiction to me feels totally subservient to that stuff like the they they can do this crazy sidestep dodge because it's good in gameplay like the grunts are tiny because it makes sense and the enemy composition like everything about it is like totally derives from the gameplay demands and it's just Everything else to me in Halo is just totally secondary. It's just right. like it's insignificant compared to the incredibly powerful, um, incredibly um, uh, like robust combat simulation they have going on. Mm-hmm. And tying it to this like ostensible personal story about a man and like a computer, like a woman in a computer. Like mm-hmm. it's just so it's just weird. I know it's not unique to Halo and it's not unique to Halo 4 by any means. It stands out I just in the don't game. Get it. Right? <laughs> I just yeah. well, I and their Halo, story like, is particularly – honestly, Halo lore is particularly ridiculous. Yeah. Like, but there are people who love Halo no, I know, lore. I know there are. And that's why, that's why it's a silly thing to bring up I guess because the reason they do this is obviously because there's an audience for it. But like I just don't It's weird because it. it's – and. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't play enough actual like AAA console games at this point to be able to talk about this in a way that means anything. But honestly, just sort of looking back from just sort of the evolution of this type of game from the mid '90s to now, I would have personally actually thought that the heavy amount of cutscene-based storytelling would have dropped off more than it has. Mm-hmm. Like we were watching the opening of Assassin's Creed Three and Far Cry Three today, and I just started playing Halo Four a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is actually kind of weird to me because all of that stuff and it just, it does, again, well, it, doesn't, funny, it, make, it makes me feel like an old person, right. but like when I see that stuff, my brain still maps it to, wow, we as an industry just got CD-ROM drives so we can fill right. half of it with a movie. Right. And it's weird that that well, is so entrenched know, at this and point. you don't see it in every game. I mean, like you talk about Dishonored. Dishonored no, no, it's, it's not every game. And actually yeah. Far Cry 3 doesn't have proper cutscenes. They're all, that thing at the beginning is the closest it comes. Sure. Like it's actually, it, there are cutscenes, but they're first person. People are talking to you. But Assassin's Creed 3 is like right. egregious. But like you, well, playing Creed that game like feels that. crazy. Well, like, yeah. yeah. Especially 3. You spend the first like six hours of that game. One could though conceivably. Going from cutscene to cutscene. If there wasn't the fan base at this point, like the lore contingent of the Halo right. fan base, you could make a game that has the combat encounters and mechanics and even aesthetic setting of Halo, mm-hmm. but is structured like Far Cry 3. Well, it's funny. Right. And it or makes it like Marathon, right? When, like that's the, like Marathon's where all that lore started basically. Right. And like those, 
I mean, marathon is way more classic, though. Marathon is like I mean. read computer terminals no, and stuff like that. But that's I mean, what I'm saying you can yeah. basically mm-hmm. do that in Halo and have that kind of like you couldn't as a pull as a, rather than push as a modern big game. But but they do that in Halo now. They have all these terminals. Oh, that's shit. right. But it's funny how they like, just also have endless cutscenes and stuff. You would think that they'd like that. Like, there's this trend toward reboots that's happening right now. Like, everyone's out of ideas, and so they're rebooting everything. And that's actually kind of great like it's fine like so you would think halo, halo 4 could have well I would, that would have been fine though right like if they had just been like the halo and your master chief and maybe there's <laughs> you know there's no cortana the halo and, and maybe halo. <laughs> you're not on a halo planet you're just a halo, no, you're, halo yeah. you're halo you play halo in that game. right you play your halo and um there's no cortana or anything and it's all about the combat and like in they the kind reboot, of your name is halo let's just right, let's right. just call Very this what important. it is um um yeah like but you it's know like, it's so funny because I feel like at this point, like, just the stakes have been raised too much for that to ever happen. Like, no one's going to give on that. Well, people are doing it, though. Like, you know, they're doing I mean, it with not, Tomb Raider. Not, and, like, I don't think you can do it. You are the Tomb Raider. I don't, well. And, like, the, you know, no longer. Yeah, but, but you no longer, you know, it's, like, no longer, her, like, crazy evil twin and That's just a that paring down of weird cruft that they've accrued. That's not right. well, a yeah, fundamental but, change in how they're. Is it? I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I think enough games are kind of doing that kind of thing, like, where they're, where they're rebooting the whole idea and, like, yeah. ditching all, like, like, Crap That They Accrue is actually a good thing to get rid of. Like, Halo oh, no, has way too much no, of no, that. Like, no, believe me. And Halo 4 brings it all back and you're like, really? Like, you guys could have kind of, sim- and it's simpler, I guess, than Halo 3, which was just nonsensical. But, you know, at least there's no flood, right? It actually is kind 4. of, now that you've said that, you've made me really sad with Halo in particular, which is mm-hmm. stupid because I have never even really played a Halo game, but, it seems like we're at this point in the life cycle of consoles that mm-hmm. now would actually be yeah. the only time you could probably justify <laughs> right. giving your audience this is our drill down back to the core of what right. it is because well, the next the next ones of these that come out I imagine are going to be on new hardware so that's right, what everyone's yeah. like give me 400,000 new features right, give right, me right, yeah. the yeah. stupidest shit yeah. you can Well come that's up like with. what they did with Halo 4 it is like well, it's going to new trilogy I really liked like about ODST mm-hmm. like yeah. I, I mean ODST felt like and I think I forget what the reaction to that game was, but and I'm sure it still had a lot of dumb story stuff in it. I can't even really remember. But the thing that I do remember about that game, jazz, is that it had jazz well, in it. One of that fucking jazz. <laughs> yeah, so there was good. some jazz. Good happening. job. Yeah, um, that's what that, I remember about also, that game. Like they really took a a fairly, I I thought admirable approach for Halo, which was just the entire structure of this game is based around being able to toss you into whatever encounter we want. Like next, mm-hmm. like now, it's a flashback to this with this thing because mm-hmm. we think that's what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, there was no attempt to like string it together with some convoluted thing. It was just, oh yeah, you're remembering back to this thing that happened mm-hmm. at this time, mm-hmm. and like that's, to me, that was a great way to like not just discard the Which, notion of having a narrative. Of course, in the I game. pissed off a bunch of Halo fans because they're like, I don't, don't know really? what happened to Master Chief. Yeah, like, well, there are a lot of people who don't like that game you because still, it was like whatever. You could make a game with Master Chief that's still just. I mean, yeah, no, I right. You're sure. Sure. What difference that makes? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're an invisible guy inside a suit. Right. Like, it's not. I don't. No, know. no, right. And like, well, and but I mean, and that's actually like you know, like what Far Cry does from game to game is like they. It's like you're not the Jackal in Far Cry Three. Like, there's no carryover. Like, just there was assume, no carryover. You should from just Far assume that the main character's name in Far Cry One, Two, <laughs> and Three is Far Cry. Right. Far Cry. I mean, so Far Cry it is not, it is not the Jackal in Far Cry Three. Right. <laughs> Man. What games we played that we liked a lot? Well, you liked Far Cry Three a lot. I did. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, a lot. yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I liked Hitman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a good game. A lot of people didn't. That was a I divisive is game. Out? Is it out? Is it, it is out, okay. yeah. It's out. It. it came out like last week. 
yeah, I'm nervous about it now because I liked it. I thought it was cool. And then a lot of people who I really respect didn't like it and said it's terrible. So you might not be cool anymore. I know. I'm like, well, I, I'm no longer, I'm no longer like right about everything. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's fun. So I'm, I'm pretty, you know, it made me like second guess myself, but then I went back and I was like, no, this game is pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, so I liked it, but, uh, I think it was a solid. It was a good game. I started playing, um, for Thanksgiving, I started playing Waking Mars. Did you, were you guys play? Yeah, that? yeah, I played it I, on iPad. I just started it. Like I just oh, got cool. it and started it. Have you Have you done anything in it yet, or just like the first the first few mm-hmm. screens? Like I literally it's cool. just like the other day. Okay, so you haven't started messing with the simulations and stuff yet. Mm-mm. Okay, it's really interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a really cool concept. Um, it's from Tiger Style, the guys who did Spider, mm-hmm. the Bryce, which Manson. I really liked. I yeah, I, liked that I did too. I did game. too. I completely. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, uh, I, the thing I, ma- I mainly like about Red um, about Waking Mars is how just subdued it is. It's really mm-hmm. the tone and the feeling of the game is really cool. It's a cool yeah. kind of sci-fi. It's, it's, like, it's, 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 it's stupid like, and obvious, but it reminds like me of the Dig. Yeah, I was gonna say exactly yeah. the Dig. Well, it feels like it the feels Dig, like, even the way they yeah. move. Well, it's just guys like the suits work in this talking weird on radios, alien, yeah, alien yeah. environment, talking on radios. Yeah. Well, yeah, but kind of in a light-hearted way, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's not like it's funnier than it was. Definitely funnier than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, there's a lot of just lighthearted dialogue. I just turned the voice acting off because it was really detracting. Yeah, But the I haven't actually run the update yet. I downloaded it ages ago before the oh, I only downloaded it a few days ago. But yeah, it's it's got that really subdued and calm atmosphere. Yeah. But then, yeah, that weird sort of lighthearted astronaut mm-hmm. banter. It's yeah, weird. It's just kind of funny. Um, sometimes I think it's a little too lighthearted in the way mm-hmm. that it feels like it's a, little goofy, a like... show for kids about astronauts or something. But like <laughs> most of the time, it's most of the time it's fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, the thing that that reminded me of The Dig is that it felt like a game that The Dig wanted to be but couldn't because it was an adventure game. Mm. Like The Dig wanted to be about all of these crazy systems and like interlinked. The Dig felt like of... it was LucasArts trying to do a Myst game to me. Oh, really? Yeah, where it's all about, like, adjusting mirrors to create light bridges and, like, piecing together puzzles, these weird little bespoke pieces that then sort of kind of move something halfway across the map. But can you imagine a version of that, though, where those things are actual, like, based in systems? Like, an actual ray of light is reflected. Yeah, but I never expected that. I never expected the dig to be that or i never really thought the team oh, was trying either. to do that it no, always it felt I didn't either when i played it this is a retroactive thought i had when playing mm-hmm. oh Mars. okay it's not a, but it like, seems like a desire i had a system driven version of the sorts of things that you that, that you well, it's, the, yeah. the dig, cool, like, right like i guess what I mean is it feels like a game that the dig wanted to be not necessarily that the, the team wanted to make like i can imagine the dig like a version of that that whose act who's like best um whose best expression mm-hmm. is is closer to waking mars right where you're where you're uncovering these weird properties of an alien world mm-hmm. and learning how they work right that's, that's kind of the key the is like you get to actually see how it works yeah. lock and key whereas right. yep. in waking mars it's actually modeled um mm-hmm. uh, and it's really cool and i like that a lot as i mean when you start getting into the big the kind of big rooms where there you end up there's tons of biomasters so for people who don't know what this game is you essentially it's this sounds weird but you you collect seeds and you it's plant them, game. and then plants like immediately sprout and have properties. And some of them are like aggressive, and they'll damage you. And some of them um, shoot out little like a little water droplet. And some of them, I mean, there's just tons of different kinds. And you and they all interact with each other in interesting ways um, this that is... end up raising or lowering like the total quantity of bio, like what they just call biomass. Mm-hmm. And so what you're trying to do is create these large systems that are in something relatively close to equilibrium. So you can raise this biomass number high, but keep the plants from like 
causing each other to die out because there are too many of these and they right. have an adverse effect on or hurting you or hurting mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, and it's, it gets really tough to maintain these levels at really high concentration. Um, which leads to eventually the thing that kind of burned me out on the game, which is that you never really do anything else other than just hit an arbitrarily high number. Like the thing that makes it less cool than some simulations is that ultimately the simulation only exists to perpetuate the simulation, mm-hmm. but nothing emerges out of that. Mm-hmm. Nothing is ever going to happen other than plants will die or not die. Mm-hmm. But like that's not going to have an effect that goes beyond the scope of any just individual plant living or not, mm-hmm. which which kind of bummed me out in a way because you know I think a really cool simulation um, will the 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 thing that's ultimately lasting about it I think is that out of that simulation come something emerges beyond the strict just number associated with that thing like in SimCity or well, it's in, SimCity or, or the Anno games or something yeah exactly mm-hmm. like things are suggested by certain things happening at certain times or in proximity to other things. Yeah. But in this game, nothing suggested other than some plants didn't manage mm-hmm. to, to live, which mm-hmm. is a bummer, but it's not a reason not to play the game oh, yeah. because until you reach, yeah, that I played it back on iPad. I, I played like, I think I did our like gaming app on it uh, for oh. Kotaku like a, a while ago. Um, Real quick. Those guys are trying to come out on PC. Yeah. And on so they've been on Greenlight for ages, but they're not, they haven't gotten through yet. So yeah, they need votes. If you want to go vote for um, waking Mars on Greenlight, the tiger style guys are really cool. Yeah, they are cool. And I mean, and spider was like super Randy, cool. Randy Smith is, mm-hmm. is one of those guys and he's like a classic um, PC immersive sim guy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, go ahead. Oh yeah. That, um, I mean, I played it mostly. I saw one of them gave a cool talk. I'm trying to think who it was at GDC. That was it was pretty technical, like, but uh, I dug it. and It was just about how they designed the sort of ecosystems and got them to work. And I, you know, I loved Spider like to death. I thought that mm-hmm. game, the was game was super great. cool. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. and it was funny. You know, it's funny reading there. I think was it Randy Smith who wrote a he wrote like an Edge editorial, and it was like about yeah, how yeah. Greenlight is like. Oh, he did write that. Just it was like cool. Us. It was like about like yeah. what people want in Greenlight and what is. And I thought it was really interesting. And it was like you know here's what I see on Greenlight succeeding, and it was like Half Life mods, you know, first person shooters. Like survival games, zombies. like zombies, yeah. And he and he's like, our Surprise. game. He's like, we learned, you know, like our game has been on green like this whole time, and like still doesn't get any attention. Like yeah. he's like, it was something really just depressing. It was like, you know, like our our video that we put up got like four views, like in the first yeah. week that it was on green light. Green light is weird. I'm st- I've still yet to be convinced of yeah, because no, there's don't. stuff getting green. Like I saw this game on Kickstarter mm-hmm. that was like, we've been successfully greenlit. But it was like the, you look at the Kickstarter pitch and you're like, what, right. what is well, this? The, like, what does that mean that you got greenlit? But right. now we need to find this funding Kickstarter. And the game is just like a fraction, and it wasn't even didn't even seem like it was on its route to actually reach its funding, which mm-hmm. makes me wonder what it means that it got greenlit. Well, just people voted on, for it. Like, no, it well, I, I know what it literally. No, means, no, right. But I'm I mean, like, like, what does that signify about nothing. the audience of or anything? Like, right. it's just it's just very odd. And then you have something like waking Mars, which is totally done. Right. Like it's a finished game. Right. That is good. They just want to put it on. Steam. That it's like, yeah. we just want to put this on your store. Right. Like it's just, yeah, no, it's kind of weird. The, the same example that I brought up the first time we were talking about green light is Dave Gilbert of Wadget eye games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as predicted, like he's had at this point, he finally like his, his like indie team slash small adventure game publisher had one of their games win in the IGF. And that game yeah. made it on a steam pre green light. Which one was it? Um, Oh man, I've, I've now just the one where you're like Blackwell game. No, it's the it was that oh. the it was a sort of futuristic oh, noir oh, game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. oh, oh, Gemini oh. Rue. Oh, Gemini Rue. Yeah, yeah. Gemini Rue an awesome was in the IGF, and that ended up on Steam, I think, because Steam mm-hmm. just de facto publishes IGF mm-hmm. winners, which is really cool. But 
Um, that opened the door for him to get the Blackwell games on, which mm-hmm. was his sort of big franchise. One, one but then he put too. out he just put out a new game called I think called Primordia, mm-hmm. and the people at Steam said we think this seems like a green light title. Yeah, I and think then he I, and then he had right. to run a huge campaign to get all of his fans to vote the game yeah, up, and it right. hit 100 percent because a bunch he of games on Steam before. But yeah, he's yeah. a registered Steam mm-hmm. developer. He has a, a working agreement with them. Mm-hmm. At least, I mean, I don't know. I haven't talked to that guy right, in right. ages, but that clearly is he the did. case because he was publishing right. games on Steam when you had to have a mm-hmm. contractual agreement with Valve. So he presumably has or had a rep there, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, he just went onto the Wajedai Twitter account saying, whoops, this game got kicked down to Greenlight, so vote it up. And that's the thing that I was always in the back of my mind expecting slash hoping Valve would not do. Right. Like, you're already proven successful on the old model. Why make those people mm-hmm. use the new model? Right. Yeah. It's weird. It's really um, strange. And, but it's, it's also just frustrating in, in that he then immediately just went, whoop, up to 100%. So, like, why... Right, like it's a waste of everyone's time. Right. Well, but, but yeah, sorry. Well, just and that you have to like you have to appeal to a certain thing. Like you know, they talked about like Waking Mars is a tough sell. Like that's yeah. a it's a really cool game that and I'm playing it on iPad. I was like you know, as iPad games go, like as iPhone games go, it's like this really deep, interesting. Oh yeah, kind of it's really crazy. cool it's, game. Yeah, and like I'm playing it, like you know, I'm trying to write it up in really glowing terms, hoping people will give a shit. But like. You know, I don't know. Like people who are looking for iPhone games don't really care. It's a really difficult game it's to describe. Like, I, and I, like he said, compared to Spider, it like sold I mean, way didn't sell close to as much. That as sucks. Spider. But I'm I mean, not surprised at all. But no, right? Because like Spider is such a simpler yeah. game. Yeah, Spider was the first game that made me actually think mm-hmm. that I would enjoy playing right. a game on that my too. mobile device. Whereas though, which is, I don't enjoy controlling my guy on an iPad. That's the other thing is that like yeah, Waking Mars isn't fun to right. It's not fun to play. It's a game that should have just targeted Steam first, and then if it was successful there, then start bringing it elsewhere. But like the whole point of getting on something like Steam is so that. You get it on there and then people give it a shot because it's mm-hmm. on Steam, right? Whereas right. on Greenlight, you have to already get people to be excited about for right. it. Like no whereas when something shows up in the new releases on Steam, like mm-hmm. I always I don't know all the games that are on Greenlight, not even close. Whereas I always know everything that's in the new releases tab because it's front and center. It's right there. It's really easy for me to just click on new releases and be like, is there anything here I'm even remotely interested in? Mm-hmm. And that's what a game like Waking Mars needs. It needs at least that discoverability. Like and it just yeah, well, and on the app store, it doesn't feasible. get that either. No, so, it doesn't at all get yeah, it on the app store. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, game, though. We've been. This has been a lot of negativity. I want to go into yeah. something that is awesome about Halo. <laughs> that okay. I just, that I, I only really talked about the things that were negative to me about Halo Four. But there's something that's just great about Halo in general, including Halo Four, which I just is just so. I'm just so. It's so nice to be playing it in a big AAA game because I feel like recently this has been the province of almost purely smaller games. Um, which are, which are great too. Like that's not mm-hmm. bad, but like is the super meat boy like ability to jump into an overwhelming situation and know that you can try it again <laughs> right away. And so, uh, without a bunch of bullshit, right? Like right. in Halo, Halo, they're pretty good about you die and you're, you're back pretty quick. It's not super mm-hmm. meat boy fast, but like mm-hmm. you're back in there pretty quickly. And because Halo has that in the good, in the good combat encounters anyway, right? Like mainly the ones with covenant, like, mm-hmm. um, although sometimes Prometheans do. You have you like internalize the exact state that your game was in when at the point where the checkpoint autosave is, mm-hmm. and when you come back. So when you come back in, you're already forming this like mental map right. of where these guys are, and they're like, "All right, I'm going to try something crazy. I'm just going to run straight through the middle with a shotgun, like blast that guy, jump behind that those weird 
obelisk things with guns in them, like pick up the the different like the the plasma pistol, like run out, like let the. I mean, it's just you, you form these things in your head and you try them instantly, and you go, mm-hmm. you go, you go. Like every Halo game I've played before, I started at least on just heroic, and then um, you know before. I would start on either what was the second one below heroic? I don't remember, but the mm-hmm. whatever normal, I guess, and yeah. then or heroic. And on this one, not having, I hadn't played Halo for like two years probably, and I went, I deliberately went right into to legendary because I just wanted, like, it had been so long since I had this experience. I just wanted yeah, that like, like line. brutality. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wanted to just butt up against it, and it was, it's awesome. Like, I'm really mm-hmm. glad I did. Um, again, especially in the Covenant parts, but like, it's there's something awesome about just going up against these situations that are going to be totally different for anyone who came into this into this this encounter right like mm-hmm. the starting state of every encounter is gonna be the same for everybody but, but then as soon your as you midpoint get more than one yeah. checkpoint in mm-hmm. like there's so many variables like right. what weapon have you been no, i do like that right time? like how like, many where, grenades do you have how much ammo do you have yeah which like, thing? like where, and you always where did this, with the where same did this thing, guy strafe so. to like, You're like how can i use what i've got yeah, yeah and i i love that so much in halo um and it's it's something that is I mean, I mean, they're they're probably. I guess there are maybe other games that do this, but mm-hmm. I'm not as aware of them in the AAA space for some reason. Like I don't. No, it feels know a lot of games. That it do does this. feel like, specific Halo, to Halo. Yeah, even if it, it, just, it has this like robustness to that simulation. That mm-hmm. Just like running into it again and again is so satisfying to me. Like the 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 way when we were t- actually, it's very similar to the way I was describing um, Super Meat Boy Galaxy last week or the week before, where there's <laughs> this notion of like I always want to try the thing that I think is just past the point of safety. Right. So like I always or want Or Hotline to, Miami, I think was the other thing we were yeah, talking about. Yeah. Oh, man. Like right. And see, and those are both these like small little games. See if you the same. Like Halo, but Halo is this big triple A three D thing. And like and I f- it gives me the same feeling where it's like I want to push myself just beyond like this comfort level. And like when it pays off, it pays off so oh, it's always big the fucking best. Unbelievable. Right. Um like I really wanted to um when I started up Halo 4, I really wanted to just turn on the idle thumb stream and just be like, watch me go into legendary cold and see how badly I get my ass kicked. But mm-hmm. like I did, couldn't end up getting the stream working. So I didn't do it, which bummed me out. But like, just because I was so like excited to be having that experience again, I wanted to like share it with people, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is really goofy and kind of embarrassing, but like, um, but whatever. Um, right. I just wanted to bring that up because that specific quality is something that I feel is very rarely present in mm-hmm. like big, 3D shooters and stuff like that. Mm. And I, I really appreciate it in Halo. You guys want to take a break for a sec? Sure. Yeah. Video games. Someday you'll get a dra- what is What are you doing with this dragon? Wizard. The wizard. All right, we're back. Oh, we are. Yeah, we're gonna do some reader mail. Oh, hi. That's what we do. On oh, hey guys. Time. Hey, hello. Hey, Kirk. We do this thing called reader mail where readers send us mail. Mm. Oh, and then we, we read it. Mean people who listen to our podcast. I would. I would have thought that it was like about your male readers or something like that. Mm. That's just our readers, right? So, readers mail. Hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully that's not actually true. Right. Um, our readers mail. True, so. Right. Okay. Fraser <laughs> McMillan says, Dear Idle Thumbs, regarding what Chris said about the feeling he gets from playing slightly dangerously or recklessly in Super Meat Boy, I think this is something games are capable of doing successfully. I'm with Jake and that Hotline Miami provides something similar. 
So this guy's basically just saying the things we we just said. This guy yeah, was, was listening to this right. episode. Already actually. knew exactly what we were going to say. Yeah, yeah, you guys were just right about everything. I'm with Good Jake, and that Hotline Miami provides something similar. It's much more He's fun to me. treat it as a haphazard and exceptionally violent series of semi-improvised rehearsals. You pick a rough route and mm. method, and attempt to do it as quickly as possible. That one time you clear the floor in 40 insane seconds is what pumps your face full of adrenaline. I think the Burnout series invokes the same sensation. My favorite event is Road Rage because it gives you the impression you're just barely hanging on when you're traveling at 150 miles per mm. hour make a series of incredible near misses in a row. It gives you the most insane rush. Those moments form a massive part of that game's appeal. VVVVVV probably does the same thing, but it's more forced. I mean that in a neutral way. The game doesn't give you the option of playing it safe. You kind of have to play it on edge in a super reactive way, even if you're meticulous about the setup. That's totally true. This guy, so... Um, that's very this, this is revealing to that's me all of the video games that I like gentleman. are apparently yeah. this kind of game because yeah. like <laughs> yeah. these are all of my favorite games and it's also my play style that ruins every other game that I try to play basically mm-hmm. right because I'm well, a seat of the pants idiot okay. no listen what but. makes games so successful <laughs> it's stuff like that he asks have you got thoughts on further examples the cast has been great thanks keep it up cheers Fraser yeah also the thing he said about about um, a series of rehearsals mm-hmm. that is I love that metaphor because what it reminds me of it's practicing music the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're when you're trying to to nail a piece, and instead of like taking it, like trying to just play it at a consistent tempo, even if it's a slower tempo than you should, mm-hmm. like trying to get nail the rhythm, like trying to play it at the pace you can before you ratchet it up. It's you just, just rip through it. it constantly all the <laughs> mm-hmm. time and just hitting. And that's a terrible way to practice music. Like right, you, right. It's a really inefficient way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you will never get anywhere. Well, you get somewhere eventually, but it's incredibly inefficient. Mm-hmm. But in games, it can be awesome if it's in a game that actually supports right. that because who cares, right? Like you're not well, right, actually no, it's trying that exciting to be feeling of being just out of control, which yeah, you don't yeah, want yeah. when you're learning a piece of music. No, like, you don't. Exactly, you want to yeah. slow it down. Yeah, and like yeah. Yeah. Hotline Miami definitely feels that it way. Really I'm does. sure you guys already yeah. talked about it, but uh, yeah, I love that analogy. That's really uh, astute. Yeah, like you're rehearsing this kind of super deadly dance that you just want to get yeah. right, and you just can't, and you keep dying yeah. and dying and dying and dying, and then you finally kind of do, and it feels so exciting. And he's totally right about um, VVVVVV as well, because mm-hmm. that's one where that game will just it just won't let you. Like it's right. not it's not even a matter of personal choice. Like it just it pushes back in mm-hmm. a way that is really impressive. I like mm-hmm. that game a lot, actually. Yeah. Jake, when you were saying these are games you like, because that was a game you said worked differently, but did you like that game or not? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I did. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> yeah, you like no, it. I like it's it been, it's been so long since I played no, the I game that I don't have a lot to say about VVVV, but... But, like, we've talked about this before. When I sit down and play a GTA game, I don't give a fuck about any of the missions. I basically just turn it into a near-miss Havoc simulator where I'm basically just... You know, just playing that game in survivor survival mode right. always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, that's the best kind of video game. Mm-hmm. It's the only kind. <laughs> it's one. It's, it's why Sean goes fucking ape shit when we're co-oping anything because I'm just yeah. like, hey, what's going on? And then he's well, yeah. actually caring. And that's what's funny is that that's not a thing that I. That's not a thing that is like core to my enjoyment. It's a thing that I love in some games, but like, right. I'll play Dishonored and not be that way at all. Like, no, you'll I'll, play Dishonored I'll, and be like, oh, you're like Batman who just sits yeah. there on top yeah, yeah, of a yeah, yeah. thing looking out yeah. on the city for the entire night. Yeah. Um, but but in games that do it well, I'm I love it. I love mm-hmm. that. I love that feeling. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so I think we we agree. Yeah. Yes. If we can think of any other examples, um, I kind of got to that point with Mark of the Ninja. I talked about that a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it didn't. The game didn't start out that way for me. But like, especially in my new game plus run through, it just became that where I would just barrel into everything. And and actually, the cool thing about that is I would do it and then not get seen at all, which is which is crazy because usually that play style comes along with just destroy like ripping mm-hmm. everything apart but in mark of the ninja when you once you get your little blink thing 
Um, it just you, you can be that, but also still be a ghost, which is totally crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, not not crazy, but it's, it was cool. There there were times when playing Super Meat Boy that I ended up in that oh, where you're totally. like, yeah, 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 you're absolutely sort of walking the fine line between being in a really zen state and also just being a reckless maniac. Um, actually, really late game Super Mario Sunshine was like that for me, which is hmm. weird, but that's because that that game out of all of the Mario games was to me the one that had the most. Of the 3D Mario games, that was actually the most reliant on you making a lot of really intense spatial maneuvers. Like, Galaxy has that stuff, but it's more about, like, the grandiose swoops. And Mario 64 had a little bit of it, but that game still just looked like fucking 3D lemmings. But Sunshine, you know, where you'd do all these weird hops and you were hoping that your spatial perception of the Z-depth worked and then firing off the stupid little uh, flood cannon to give yourself a little extra hang time and stuff like that. That game... yeah. That was a that was a rare Mario platformer that I got through and then decided to flip back and play the opening of it again and just fucking wrecked shop all the way through the first half of the game in just a couple of nights and it was gratifying mechanically in a yeah. way that I don't really actually associate with those games. I yeah. always associate just sort of fun and clean but not like actual agile movement. Hmm. It was, I don't know, that game. Is, the, um, yeah, no, totally. But just the, this, uh, yeah, balls out Mario. That's... That's what the, I call um, that game. It's really <laughs> gross. It's a gross image. <laughs> the uh, time trials for Mirror's Edge were kind of that way mm-hmm. um, for me. Like the the regular game isn't isn't really because you have to really know there's going to be a guy right. on the door. But like, you, well, you're well, sort of but uh, your abilities get just good enough that you decide that you're just going to say yeah. fuck all and go and yeah, just yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah. I love those levels. All right. Um, Josh Bossy says, "Hey thumbs, I was reading Twitter and I saw an Onion article from 2000 retweeted by Jake." The article was titled Area Man Consults Internet Wherever Whenever Possible, poking fun at a guy uh, who always preferred to use the internet over, at the time, the more convenient real-life options like a book or a phone. The joke being that 12 years later, this is very much the reality because of vast improvements to the internet and how we access it. It made me think about what kind of gaming practices were mocked years ago that are now instead accepted as standard in the present day. My first thought was DLC, labeled at one point microtransactions and largely mocked, horse armor for example. It has since become an industry standard for pretty much every game and genre. Can you think of other examples, or can you try and predict what things we make fun of today that can be accepted in the future? Love the show, Josh. DLC is an amazing example. Yeah, DLC. Like key to that. Yeah. yeah, DLC is the ultimate one. Although the DLC that was mocked early on is kind of different than the DLC that exists at this point. Well, oh, now we just have even more crazy versions of that. Well, DLC. The thing that people weren't expecting to also be like when people were talking about DLC, it was the J Allard at GDC saying get rims for your car in Need for Speed. Yeah, but we have all of that. But now. DLC also, as a term, includes Minerva's Den, or also that's includes true. the well, Ballad of Gay Tony. True. And DLC back then included Shivering Isles for Oblivion. Like you know that came out not that long yeah, after but the horse it, armor. It, the microtransactions part of DLC is the insane part, but the acceptance that exists for that type of DLC right. is off the charts. Like free to play is that only? That's yeah, the only monetization that's option. Is right. the thing that was the laughing stock of of, mm-hmm. of gamer culture mm-hmm. a decade ago. Um, the problem with all of these things is that the the prediction that you laugh at now that then becomes the norm is usually terrible, <laughs> right? Because you were <laughs> laughing at it for a reason. Yeah, you yeah. laugh at it because you're just like, oh god, is this what's okay? Well, idle thumbs for like for like a year was felt like it was nothing but that, where we would like just all the horrible future of game stuff that kept coming true. Yeah, where we, like. I can't even think the, of the one that the one that I'm the most proud of slash sad is real is the Tony Hawk controller, right? <laughs> where yeah. we made stupid jokes about the, that goddamn fucking plastic skateboard, and then it was real, and then it was lame. Yeah. <laughs> that era has sort of faded, which is good. Still waiting on the horse bag. Where the fuck is that horse bag? 
Nintendo character, if you didn't remember this or know this, okay. several years ago, Nintendo patented a peripheral that is an inflatable horse that you sit it's, it's on. It's like an inflatable horse bag. It's, like a, it's just a bag. It's, it's, the, not, mm-hmm. it's, it's supposed to just be the back of the horse. It's like a, a lump, like an inflated uh, sphere with a saddle, and then a plug, that, like a, a hole that you jam a Wii remote into <laughs> that then pairs this horse bag mm-hmm. with your Wii, and then it never came out. So Did I, you guys ever see the boat, the Connect boat? No. There was a boat that came with Connect that you would it inflate. Came and, with Connect? Or no, it was like paired with Connect. It was like the game boat or something like that. I'm trying to remember. Stephen Connect game. Stephen Totilla did an article just before I wrote for Kotaku. Game boat. It was like such a perfect Kotaku article. <laughs> And Steven did it before I worked there. And it was like this picture of him in his apartment with this hilarious inflated boat that he put in his living room Jesus. in front of the TV that you're supposed to like. I think it was to play the God, next game. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that the box that this comes in says not a flotation device. Inflatable boat does <laughs> no, not float. Probably, like, do not use in a but pool. It's probably a real boat. It probably does work in a pool. Oh, it's probably just probably a boat that they bought from like a boat company that makes this. That's also <laughs> Microsoft. Microsoft uh, the they boys are cooking boats. something up in the lab here. Uh, we bought this boat. We Kroger. <laughs> we had a whole bunch of boats at Sam's Club that were like, it, on yeah. And it, you peel back the word game, and it just says inflatable. <laughs> like what? And it was. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Yeah, you'll have to find it. It was like it wasn't game. It was something like game. No, boat. it was game boat. It might have, it <laughs> have been a game boat. It's pretty connect, sure it was game connect boat. It was just brilliant. For game and, boat um, for connect. That was the kind of thing that like well, and that whole idea of like the peripherals that you'll use with like a motion capture camera. Yeah. Like oh yeah, well, which game boat for connect? With which bears. could be something that we ma- we make fun of it now and could become real in the future. I don't know if that's really well, the, was, was the question. Could game boat become the next big peripheral? You have to carry a huge. What is game boat? Could I mean, there was that. The there was a big thing. There was a whole period where people released tons of just stupid plastic, like fake tennis rackets. Bolt, for a, a useless tennis like <laughs> Right, yeah. right. I thought you said a tennis racket for your river boat. I was like, wow, Chris, you're getting yeah, a little carried away. Remember when the game boat came out with that tennis racket peripheral? <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone really figures cool. out you can just use your arm and you don't need the tennis racket. <laughs> Hopefully, that won't become real. That would be it. A real shame. Eh, if it did. Next gen connect. Next Look gen, what we can do with, with the, the boat. <laughs> Recognize up to six simultaneous inflatable props. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, could happen. Yeah, it turns out you really just need to peel the QR code off the side of the game boat, and you just right. hold that up. You don't need the game boat, no, right? <laughs> and then it just thinks that there's a boat there. Yeah, yeah. Well, then it will just render the entire boat. Right. It is amazing what that thing can do. Actually, <laughs> it's crazy. The connect. Yeah. yeah. I am stupidly excited for Connect Party. Yeah, like cool. we've talked mm-hmm. about that a couple of times. That fucking game. Yeah. The game gives you the boat. You don't need a boat. It puts the boat. Exactly. On you. That's what's crazy. That's about the magic. It. Of I it. still get astonished sometimes when I play Connect Party, and mm-hmm. like it. The one that is amazing to me is the one that like, like lightning will hit you, and then you turn into a skeleton for a second. And like you see through the skeleton, right? Because it's it's <laughs> like, managed to remember what room is behind you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, right. But it, and the skeleton moves with you. I mean, it seriously almost feels like magic. It's stupid to say because mm-hmm. you can understand how it works when you think right. about it. Obviously, but like it's the illusion is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, crazy. it's crazy. Yeah. Um. So what's what's a wacky thing? Um. I'm sure there's 800 million obvious examples where I'm thinking of right now, as always, whenever anyone asks us anything. The death of retail! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like, well, uh, the, you know the funny thing about that is that that's already happened. Not already, not really, but like that's happened to a way greater extent in everything else that isn't video games you know, I would digital think form that of it entertainment. Is, okay. You know what? I would think that a thing that people probably would have made fun of, and I don't know if they did, is the idea of always on DRM. 
like of a game that you have to be connected to the internet to play. Mm-hmm. When it's a single player. Oh, that is probably yeah. a thing that people like, like oh, what's like next? You have to boot? Yeah. Like, oh, you have to be connected to the internet that, to play whatever. this? That'll it's never happen. Game. And then like Diablo 3 Take comes out. Take off the tinfoil hat. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I bet that that is a thing that people made fun of that's real now. Didn't Ubisoft finally give up on that? They did. They yeah. totally backed off of it. That's good. Yeah. PC gaming retail is actually dead. Oh, no. It's fully dead. Except yeah. for like MMO boxes, basically. Right. Or right. like maybe yeah, yeah. the PC port of an Assassin's Creed game or something. Or if you but, buy like a crazy like collector's edition. But like edition. you walk into a Best Buy mm-hmm. or a GameStop and the PC game shelf is literally just black varnished plastic that says mm-hmm. get a steam gift card yeah. like that's it's yeah. it's mind-blowing to me and then yeah. underneath that is a couple yeah a couple mm-hmm. collectors games and some mm-hmm. back and some well, yeah. backstops someone like, who, like i only pl- yeah. i really at gamestop this point, just conceded entirely that and just, just like steam fuck they it sell steam at well GameStop. now at yeah. least they can sell something they can at least sell right. the steam card yeah i guess right? they get a cut off that um but the uh uh yeah it was one of the things that was crazy to me when i played halo 4 um as someone who's basically only played pc games for the last couple of years Halo, I realized Halo 4 was like the first game on a disc mm-hmm. that I had bought in like two years. Oh, when I bought Little Big Planet 2, that was the first one for me in a long time, mm-hmm. and it was weird. And even that game, like you can theoretically buy that game not th- on a disc. I don't know if you could when it first it's, came out. Well, no, no, now, actually, Sony is getting them pretty quickly like on the store. But yeah, no, now when yeah, it came out. That's cool. Yeah, it is cool. You can day and date a lot of AAA stuff mm-hmm. on console at this point or very, very close. Not on game. Xbox. But on, on, but on, on PlayStation? PS3 3. again, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that's goddamn video games. Yeah, yeah. man, it's it's a wild, changing world out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's the future of or whatever. Um, I'm sorry, we don't have any cool trends. Yeah, we can make some up right now. Yeah. Hmm. Remember when everyone said that like everyone thought it was so ridiculous that games like Deus Ex were going to be the future? <laughs> and yet here we are. Came to pass. Oh Came man, that Deus wacky Ex joke game. about how. Uh, really realistic flight sims are going to come back into the zeitgeist. <laughs> Hilarious. <Yeah. laughs> trying to create some tropes here yeah. i really don't want a realistic flight sim to be in the i don't care about those i mean they still they, make i them. mean they make them like um what is the Sturmovic il2 mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and there's train simulator of course yeah remember when everyone made fun of train simulator well, and in five years train <laughs> yeah. simulator was all anyone made it was like the well, new it cracked me up when i saw that interview with the guy who works for the german company that like uh-huh. makes a lot of those sim games and he's uh-huh. like yeah for like a couple years there it was just a gold rush you could make <laughs> you could make crane simulator you could make kitchen simulator you could make any simulator. just the streets were paved with gold yeah. <laughs> and and now we really have to dial down to the core train simulator farm simulator bus simulator we've really identified those as like the core ongoing franchises but really the fa- the craze has really died down for a lot of the peripheral simulators <laughs> what? what yeah that simulator rush of Ot six. Apparently so. <laughs> Apparently, like two years ago or something, mm-hmm. that was like when you started seeing just infinite of those on Steam, and I guess they were all successful, and then mm-hmm. it just crashed. Like, I really like that all of those used the same like white sort of tall italic font yeah, from yeah, yeah, Microsoft. Yeah, the, the same way that like Hattenschweiler or whatever that yeah, font is. When, when someone like yeah, someone realized that the simulator suffix was not actually trademarked. The same way that like ten years ago, someone mm-hmm. realized that mm-hmm. tycoon was not trademarked. Right. Mm-hmm. I know, so you can yeah. just put your your yeah. gold gradient tycoon on the yeah. name of any game you're making you're like oh i love tycoon series yep fish tycoon dino park tycoon god fish tycoon is the best i didn't play fish oh i remember at telltale games uh really early on we were in a lot of downloadable game portals and we were always fucking pissed (laughs) when we lost to fish tycoon (laughs) lost what well like we'd be in the rankings like neck and neck with fish tycoon (laughs) (laughs) so fish tycoon is a recent game Fish, relative, fish tycoon was like er, er, early mid 2000s yeah. so what do you like Dino you like, tycoon is like yeah fish tycoon was like it was there, well, there, i don't like know the there, there was like a tycoon suffix rush during uh-huh. sort of no, I remember. The like 90s. 
Yeah, yeah. But they also reemerged in the sort of casual oh, games portal Z- things Z- of like, Tycoon. yeah, um, Zune Tycoon. No, Zoo. JP was Zune Tycoon. Zune Tycoon. Oh, Jay Allard worked on Zune Tycoon. <laughs> no, Jay Allard was the Zune Tycoon. Oh, right. Sorry, Jay Allard Zune Tycoon. It's weird that okay, we're just I'm just going to talk about random stuff, I guess. I thought that it was a really weird mistake that I would have thought Microsoft would have learned from when they split the Xbox 360 out into all the crazy variants with uh, like like the arcade version that has yeah, no hard drive yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. But they did the exact same thing with the Surface. It's mind blowing to me. Yeah, where it's like the Surface. Is they weird. market the Surface as being the, the the tablet that you plug into the keyboard, but there's two different types of keyboards available. Mm-hmm. One of which has physical actual clicking keys, but still also rolls up into a case and weighs the same amount as the touchy only one. Yeah. But then also one of them is an ARM based processor, and one of them is an Intel based processor that can run legacy stuff. Like there's two different CPU sets. Mm-hmm. No, they're two totally different. You machines. would think that after developers. Of, on the Xbox platform, just fucking shat themselves when they said, oh, also some consumers won't have a hard drive in their Xbox, and some will, but maybe they wouldn't say, yeah, no, oh, we're that. using that the, and now it's like they're using the Windows name for a tablet that some that won't run some Windows apps, and one that, like, it's really mind-blowing. That, that company, so, like, their hardware strategy seems to be the same, and it's always... It always feels like there's four different departments warring over what features their consumers actually there want. Are. And then instead of someone just making the call, they're like, well, maybe we can serve every audience <laughs> yeah, with yeah, all yeah, these yeah. weird, weird things. <laughs> well, that's like Windows ver- Windows editions are the same way. Not anymore, mean. though. Starting with 7, no, they, it's getting they dropped but, it. But, they consolidated yeah, it way yeah. down. But um, the thing that reminds me of, did you guys see the news today or whenever this week about the Canadian Wii variant? That has no additional onboard storage and no internet connection. <laughs> it can't connect to the internet. No, I thought that it had. I thought that it didn't. I'm have surprised Wi-Fi. I haven't seen this. I thought that it would still. It was still able to use the USB oh. Ethernet adapter. Oh, really? I don't know though. I don't know. Huh. The answer, yeah, no, I don't either. It has no storage at all. Like you can't. Oh, well, I guess that makes sense if it has no, it has no internet. If it has no ability to browse the Wii Shop channel, so it's just you just put discs. It's in just it for disc-based games, which is weird because isn't Wii but, U all about being yeah, able to I download don't everything? I understand what the point of making that is. Why would you right. want to fracture? Like who like, and like, yeah, which audience are you serving, and why are you trying? You're, to serve you're apparently that only serving like, Canada. It's only right. available in yeah. Canada. That's what people want in Canada. They only want to play games on. Discs. I really, really liked for some reason that everyone <laughs> talked about how the Wii was two GameCubes duct taped together, and then mm-hmm. the Wii U is literally. <laughs> half the size of one GameCube. Right. It's so weird to me. Like it's 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 a small square shaped thing mm-hmm. which has a top loading hatch. Mm-hmm. But it really, all it all it does is play Wii disc games. It also that doesn't have GameCube backwards compatibility, which is weird. Given well, it the, barely has Wii backwards compatibility. Well, it'll play Wii retail games, but the you Wii, have to download have to the thing for it though. So like if you had like the 480p. Well, I wonder though if you had this Canadian one where you can't get online. I'm you talking could, about the, I'm talking about the Wii Classic. Oh, you're talking about oh 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 the, the, yeah the, the or whatever this thing is the oh Wii, the Wii doesn't oh this have. one the Wii oh, yeah. the Wii no, Mini this one they took away the GameCube but that is it's probably because they didn't want to deal with the hardware of reading a small disc but that's. The Wii's actual hardware is a GameCube with more system memory and a slightly updated mm-hmm. graphics chip, but it's yeah. I think it's the same CPU. I think it's the same architecture. Like mm-hmm. the 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 Dolphin emulator right, right. doesn't give a shit if you're giving it a Wii ROM or right. a GameCube ROM. Not that I've ever loaded a right, ROM right, in an right, emulator. Right. Use that, no. But um I I mean even I think for first party development it was a really similar development environment. Yeah, so it's really strange. odd that they would not support that it's really weird or like what what data would lead to the decision like, to make that thing it seems like you'd want to go the opposite direction it seems like mm-hmm. you'd want to give someone a Wii that is just this is just a wi-fi thing mm-hmm. and you can use this to download every 
Wii game, N64 game, Super Nintendo game, and Sega Genesis game. We don't care yeah. about your discs. People are going to stop making Wii games. But if you want the entire Wii catalog, mm-hmm. plug this dumb streaming box into your TV right. that gives you access to everything Nintendo's made for the last two decades. Well, they found there was an, a large audience of Canadians with a $100 bill and an internet connection and who only heard of video games starting four years ago. So <laughs> that's Apparently. just what I'm trying, people really trying to just it's, nail that demographic it's down. It's really, really hard. odd. Because, yeah. Hmm. yeah, there's just this proliferation of tiny little boxes that look exactly like that, but all that they actually do is connect to the right. internet and then drop something onto a little SD card yeah. or stream it. Yeah. But mm. do the opposite of that. Yeah. It's very odd. They mm. look cute, though. I like the little, it's a little red little box. Well, I like that guy. Yeah, yeah. It's adorable. Me, five years ago, would have bought it just to have that weird piece of Nintendo <laughs> <That's> hardware. <true. laughs> yeah. Cool. Are we all done here? Yeah, probably. All right. All right. Thanks for listening to our <laughs> video game podcast. We're we done here? <laughs> <laughs> video game. Uh, thanks for joining us. Oh, oh you're you're thanks, welcome. Kirk. Thanks for having me. Guys. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show, Kirk. Yeah, yeah, happy to be here. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs>